What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Maker Made Podcast. This is episode 47. We have been gone for so long, but we have made our triumphant return. I'm joined. I'm Tyler, joined as usual by my boy Doggy. What's up, Doggy? What up, what up? What's up, my Doggy? How are you? Oh, my goodness. It has been a hot minute, like you said, since we last recorded. Um, I'm looking up to see the, the post of the last one to see. Uh, it's been at least two months, I would say. Maybe a month and a Ooh. half. I went we've never to... taken a break before. <laughs> this is sarcasm. totally uncharacteristic. March 8th. <laughs> so exactly, almost exactly two months. Um, wow. And uh, um, craziness. But it's good. Been super busy with work and traveling and house stuff. I bought a truck. Um, I went from the heating my house and shop to putting air conditioning on in my house and shop overnight. <laughs> I planted grass. I'm watering grass in the rain. And life's good. How about you? Hell yeah, man. Yeah, so obviously uh, that was sarcasm about the breaks. We've <laughs> taken a couple before. We were uh, on I a would break. Say... <laughs> I, was podca- I was podcasting with other people. We were on a break. <laughs> Whoa, first time I'm hearing that one. Jesus. No. Um, I think it was much needed, to be honest, for me at least. Doggy had... I mean, I feel like I've been, I was kind of mopey the last handful of podcasts we did do. Things were kind of weird, not going the direction that I was used to and thought that they should be going. And I wasn't necessarily in the best headspace that I've ever been in. So this was kind of like the first thing to cut out, you know, like in terms of priority, this one is yeah. lower on is the list. Low hanging to get rid of. Yeah. But it doesn't, that doesn't mean that I don't want to do it and don't love doing it because I very much so do. And I'm excited to be here doing this, and I think that we'll probably get to a more consistent schedule here again. Um, And yeah, I kind of got all my kinks worked out that I was going through. There was kind of a weird lull, and uh, I think I had probably my least successful two months of my woodworking, or I guess my least successful. So in terms of approved quotes, um, I usually float around like, 80% 80% I would say for quotes that I send out to getting approved mm-hmm. maybe even higher but f- in the first two months of this year it was like down to 25% mm. which was terrifying to be honest with you guys luckily I had probably about three or four months of runway you know of projects in the queue mm-hmm. that I didn't have to worry about which is fantastic but shoot man that was the first time that I've ever been at that point which was scary, um, and it kind of opened my mind to how I can be prepared for if something like that happens in the future, you know, especially with the way that the economy has been going right now and things are getting a little scary. And as a small business owner, that's uh, not it's not necessarily the easiest line of work to be in, if you will. But uh, yeah, so all in all, it was a good thing. It was a learning experience. I'm happy I went through it and experienced it, and I'm very happy to be back on the path that I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and like like Dougie mentioned, he had a couple work trips, a couple of vacations he had. I had a couple of vacations as well and a work trip that I uh, did. And yeah, so everything's yeah, all was, good. Well, that was funny, man. You like, I think you went on vacation, came back, and two days later, I went on a work trip <laughs> to uh, Cap- uh, California. And then I added three days of leave and then came back for two days and went to Spain for a week. Then I came back for a couple of days and went home to Ohio for a couple of days. So we've just been totally our time, you know, schedules have not been synced up enough, like you said, right. for um, podcast. Super fun. Really enjoy doing it, but definitely not something I'm going to lose sleep 
over not doing in a week like this, like you said, is very easy to punt it a week, a month. Clearly two months is also a reachable punt um, for kicking this down the line um, in general. Um, But, Mm -hmm. oh, the kind of goal with this episode too is just like uh, getting back into the swing of things. I feel like we've had several of those episodes, but it's the truth. Give you guys a little update and uh, really just get that comeback episode out of the way. And then uh, we'll kind of get rocking and rolling back to our uh, usual topics and nonsense that we get up to. Um, oh, that, that being said, um, a topic for next week that I would like to talk about, we could, I'd like to get more organized thoughts on it first. Um, but craft fairs again. Uh, because I had a successful, successful one last weekend, and I'd like to organize my thoughts and talk about why I think it went well, um, and some elements within a booth and everything that um, contributes to potentially successful as a woodworker slash small business or um, selling. So, yeah, something. Hell that, yeah, we'll talk about we that next week, and next we week we'll forget about that next a... week. <laughs> I think we actually not long ago left off on an episode that was talking about craft fairs. So definitely excited to hear the, uh, the comeback kid story. That'll be nice. Um, real quick. I do want to mention uh, that we do have a sponsor this week and that is jobber. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring yet another episode. You are rock stars. If you haven't already check the link in our bio to learn more about our partners jobber. Someone recently asked me how a CRM tool can be so valuable to a small business, which really blew my mind because there are so many people out there who are stuck in the past and doing everything on pen and paper when there are so many more efficient ways to handle your business. For me, efficiency is key. Any opportunity I have to spend less time inside working on admin things, the more time I get to spend in the shop completing projects to get paid. Thanks to Jobber, this has never been easier. Be sure to check out the link in my bio to see how you can get started today. Thanks, Jobber. So you mentioned you were in a little bit of a, a little slump, uh, a little slump beginning of this year. What are, uh, what do you, what do you do specifically? Um, Cause there's no, no two people can do the same thing and get through a slump. Uh, oh, yeah. So, but what are some things that you did um, to get yourself out of that slump or through it? I yeah. Don't know if you get out of yeah, oh, I, I definitely would say I'm out of it now. So, I mean, I was obviously down on my luck a bit, not getting the jobs I was used to um, and was kind of getting my butt kicked by the jobs I was doing at the time. Um, I did get a very fortunate referral from another woodworker that kind of was the catalyst of me turning things around. It was a very big job that I just happened to be able to move up very quickly in my schedule. And it kind of worked out for me and the client. And uh, I have a friend, Chris, who's a local woodworker who's been working with me. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was a huge way to get out of it. And that was kind of lucky, honestly. But I don't know what that was. And I guess the job that I was doing, uh, I was putting, we were installing about 2,000 square feet of shiplap ceiling panels. Mm -hmm. So they're just shiplap boards that we would pin nail uh, to the ceiling. You know, we had to put in nailer boards and all that stuff and we actually had to demo some existing work that was done by another crew of people that they got the client got absolutely ripped off on so it was kind of nice that 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 was like a three-week total job which is something i've never done before um obviously being that long meant a lot more profit which was fantastic what was that do you um are they tongue and groove shiplap or are they just shiplap it's like then, sh- like the true shiplap where they kind of I don't even know how you describe it like, like taper, not taper, but I mean the, there's tongue and groove and then there's shiplap joinery right to where like one gosh I don't even know how to describe it there's almost like a dado 
there's almost or a rabbit is the proper word. There's a rabbit, and then they kind of fit together like this. I know the audience can't see, but like they kind of fit over the top of each other. There's little lips okay. that are opposites essentially. So they pop in together, and then you know I just nailed them into the. I guess I've only seen like the faux shiplap. Oh, okay. Yeah, easy day. Yeah, I've only done or like seen the faux shiplap. I've never seen the like true shiplap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um copy so it, it was an easy job in terms of like the actual job itself it was just very labor intensive and time consuming and i don't love working on site or at other people's houses um, but we got through it and it was a very good job and it was much needed and then that kind of i think put me into a good mentality or kind of like a good headspace where i hadn't previously been which led me to kind of be a little bit more of a foot soldier for advertising so i kind of got it was a lot of time to think about things while i was doing this work um and it kind of got me into a good much better headspace so i thought of some ideas on how i can make more sales thought about new furniture items or items i can sell um you know mother's day was coming up so i started brainstorming what i could sell to generate some income for that kind of thing you know charcuterie boards and stuff so and then it was also came down to taking care of myself. So getting back into the gym, eating better, being healthier, making better decisions. Uh, I don't like have like a drinking problem or anything, but like just cutting down, you know, if I'm only going to have a couple beers on a weekend, you know, I might as well just not have them in my opinion. And yeah. I guess, I mean, that in turn kind of makes me healthier. Is that kind of stupid to say, or is that yeah. pretty accurate? Well, I mean, beers are like, beer is not a super healthy, right? <laughs> um, they're not. Yeah. So, uh, even those Mickey Ultras at 96 calories or whatever, <laughs> uh, as delicious as they are. Um, but yeah, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I did that uh, probably when I first moved. I was like, oh, I'll have a beer or two tonight. I'm like, it's like a Tuesday. That <laughs> didn't do anything for me. Right, um, exactly. It's not like I'm going out to the dance floor and I need like 13 of these to, to, yeah. to loosen up. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's kind of something good too. And I, a lot of people I don't think can say this or a lot of people can't say it, uh, is like, I don't necessarily need alcohol to have a good time, which I feel like is a problem that plagues a lot of like kids in college and coming out of college, Mm -hmm. you know? So I've been very fortunate. I guess it's for a lot of people, it's an anxiety thing, which luckily I have not really had to battle too hard. Um, definitely as I get older, I feel like I've become a little more antisocial, but, uh, yeah. So that was kind of an easy thing to cut out is what I'm getting after. Yeah. And taking care of yourself is just so important for, you physically and mentally it's kind of crazy i don't know if the uh, listeners can listen but i was on the peloton i'm doing a little <laughs> ab roller wheel i actually have a six pack <laughs> diet um, we logged on to video games the other day and you were like uh you're like oh i just did a 60 second ab workout and <laughs> i can't bend over or something no so i did a it's a little it's the wheel with the two handles on on, on it yeah, yeah yeah and i was rolling out i did 20 reps and like the next day I'm like oh my gosh my stomach hurts um so yeah i've been uh, with all the travel and stuff i've been doing i, I have not been consistent but the, i've done the last i don't know four days straight kind of now that my schedule is getting back to normal um so yeah it definitely feels good it's yeah. hard to find excuses when those Peloton rides are like 30 minutes and I yeah. just get covered, like drenched in sweat. Like there's really no, there's nothing so important in my day that, that like it, I don't have 30 minutes to spare between the time I wake up and the time I go to bed. 
Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a dude. I think I want to get a Peloton. I'm not sure. I actually, uh, ironically, reached out to. I think we might have talked about this already, but Nordic Track. They mm-hmm. make a very similar competitor. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's like a exact same exact same thing as a Peloton. They have like a service they sell that does those virtual classes, like you have big screen on the bike and all that stuff. And uh, I saw that they were advertising on one of my little creator portals where, you know, you can get brand deals through. I was like, mm-hmm. hey, like, you guys, and this is kind of like a, a weird collaboration potentially, but I mean, could be beneficial. And uh, so I'm actually trying to work something out with them and we'll see what comes of that. But otherwise, I do think I'm going to try to pick up a used Peloton or something because kind of like you said, I mean, and I've been to cycle classes at the gym before and those things are bananas, dude. Like you said, you, I don't think... I have the determination and mental fortitude to do that without instruction. So having the instructor and being in a class format or whatever is really beneficial to me because uh, I kind of have like that competitive edge. So I think I would really thrive in a situation like that with like having the Peloton and the virtual classes. Yeah, definitely. But we'll see. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, I guess my method of getting back into the swing of things and getting my mental back on track. Oh, also, so one of the trips that I took was, it was definitely for business, not for pleasure. Um, my mom had started taking up uh, side gigs of doing like bartending at events. Oh yeah. Um, and we have every year country thunder. It's in like Southeast Arizona uh, mm-hmm. and they had just this huge country festival. They usually have some huge artists that come in and perform. And my mom last year for the first time was a bartender at something like that. Actually, it was country thunder that she did last year. And this year she asked if I wanted to do it, which is not necessarily my cup of tea. I haven't worked in the restaurant business since I was like 17 years old. So I'm like five or six years removed. Uh, but I did it cause the earning potential is actually kind of crazy. Um, so we went and did that. It was a four day festival altogether. It probably was about a week just to get prepared, get out there, get set up, do the job for four days and rest and recover because that was absolutely brutal. Yeah. So I was of course wearing my Apple watch and had my phone. Uh, I think every day we did probably about 25 to 35,000 steps every single day for four days straight from, 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. I'm actually going to pull it up. Mm. So you were, uh, you were in like a stand or you? So we were at a big, uh, like a bar, essentially. There was like this long mm. bar with uh, under, you know, they have like pop-up tents, you know. It, well, mm. it was like the big ones that they stake into the ground with metal yep. poles and that kind of deal, like a, an event dealio. And uh, there was probably... 12 bartenders that we were working essentially side by side with it was a crazy experience it was actually really cool being able to hear all the music we were right in front of the stage and that's uh, awesome yeah and it was definitely good earning potential oh dude we made like like almost three grand for four days of work yeah let me pull up these stats real quick Twenty-five thousand steps thirty thousand steps we're talking 10 to 14 miles Mm-hmm. walking it was crazy so it was an intense workout obviously and it was just a really good time and that that was also a big thing it was so nice to get out of my shop because i was just yeah. not being productive um, yeah, sometimes that's i mean we've talked about that before it's sometimes the best way to like get your productivity and your mindset changes to like walk away yeah and exactly just to, to leave it and do something else um mm-hmm. 
I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of that. Again, being side hustle, it's, it's a little different, um, but you know, it's easy for me to walk away uh, for extended periods of time. Yeah, totally. But it's a it's a good uh, good way to to get some separation and and get that motivation back. Yeah, and it worked out perfectly for me because kind of like you said, you can step away at any time. Obviously, cause it's not your full income. Whereas if I do it, I don't get paid, so that's kind of a a bad bad spot to be in. So it was cool that I was able to have this outlet that I was able to make money for and have a cool experience out of it for sure. So, uh, and I think over that same time, didn't you kind of have your, uh, little drama occur with a little shipping incident that happened? Yeah. Yeah. So I struck a deal with Rockler, um, about a lathe and they sent me a bunch of tools and a chuck and all this other, you know, all these other goodies for it. Um, and it actually went to the house that I was under contract to buy because, that was where my dust collector was sent earlier last year. Again, I was under contract to buy this house, and two days before closing and moving in, they backed out, or they had some issues with their financial history that they didn't disclose, and the sale couldn't go through. So I didn't get the house, but that's where my dust collector went. And uh, a couple months later, obviously, I reach out to Rockler and say, hey, I want to do this again with a lathe. And they're like, cool shipped not specifically send it to the wrong house but just make the deal right well and i thought i thought i had straightened that out with her after the fact uh with their with their social media like coordinator lady um and like two days later i'm like hey can we just confirm the address it's like oh it's the it's the keto road one i was like okay well i don't have access and i don't think they're very friendly to me anymore Uh um so regardless um it gets delivered and I told her um, I needed like a shipping confirmation number and stuff like that so I could go to the house. But uh, I'm in Spain, you know, eight hours ahead of seven hours ahead of this time. And I'm on Facebook Marketplace just scrolling and it's still got, you know, Memphis. And I see a lathe, a Rockler branded lathe for sale on Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, huh, that's funny. That looks like a... It looks like uh, the one that Rockler sent me. I look at it, I'm like Millington, Tennessee. I'm like, that's where the house that I bought was. Judy Evans. Well, that's the lady that lives at the house. <laughs> I was like, you got to be f- effing kidding me. I so you just pissed. totally like randomly scrolled upon this listing? Just randomly scrolled upon the listing. That is so and, crazy. You know when, if you go to Facebook Marketplace and it's like shows your recent searches and it was like lathe and it was like plus two since you last searched. Uh-huh. So I clicked it and I saw it and... I messaged her and I was like, hey, Judy, just so you know, this is the lay that had my name on it. Um, I That's mine. You can't sell it. That's illegal. And um, and then I kind of I sat on it and I got a little, you know, stewed in my anger. Um, as you do. And as, as people do and as I do. And sent another message and said, I get back from Spain at 1 a.m. on Sunday. I'm coming at 2 in the afternoon. On Sundays, I'll be jet lagged and tired and just, you know, whatever. It's like, but I want my um, lathe. I said, if it's not ready at two o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, I am coming back on Monday with the police. And I actually, hold on a second. This is over Messenger still? Yeah. And then, nope. Uh, so, yeah, it was just like super hostile. Uh, and the, they they called me. Uh, 
I, I got that message you sent, which I don't appreciate worth a damn. <laughs> now, this truck has been sitting on our damn deck for a week. We've hauled it around. It came, it came in the middle of a damn rainstorm. We don't want the ship to start with. We tried and tried to get a hold of you. I told the Navy no, they didn't. the damn number is. They said I had to mail a letter to somebody. Well, I ain't willing to jump through all that shit. I've had my time with the government. I'm sick of the son of a bitch. This is a Now, if you want that crap, you come on over here and get it. So, all of that. Number one, they didn't They didn't try to reach out to me. Um, that was a bold-faced lie. And I, when I called him on the phone the next day uh, on speakerphone with uh, two of the senior chiefs I was with from work, uh, we were out in the in the lobby at the hotel in Spain, and um, the guy was like, "Ah, oh, it arrived in the rainstorm, and the shipping label was completely melted off. We didn't know who it belonged to." And I was like, "Well, then, how'd you know who to tell the Navy base? <laughs> and how'd you know it was the Navy? Like, you knew me. You know who I am." Um, and uh, so he was, you know, again, bull faced lies. He, he couldn't uh, accept that he got caught in a lie and was trying to steal, and. Uh, uh, so I was, I was ticked and I called the non-emergency line for the police and I was like, Hey, this guy's kind of aggressive. And on the phone, it was worse. And I was like, I, I just like to have an officer there. So when I picked this up, you know, it's just smooth. Even right. though I told him I wouldn't do it till Monday on Sunday, I show up to the parking lot around the corner, explain the situation to the officers, three cars roll with me up to the house and they all like the one kind of is a dead end and it was just their house on the dead end and the one police car like blocks the intersection uh-huh. so like if they wanted to whatever um but they were so mad at me and i was like Those you grumpy guys old stole people. you s- took this package and tried to resell it for profit and you're mad at me that's my property so but again he did say that the package arrived in a rainstorm and the shipping label was melted off okay that it was three different packages that arrived on three different days, but somehow all of them got melted off. Like, come on, man. all of them were in a rainstorm, dude. And nothing, nothing. They also uh, had to carry the boxes uphill both ways. Yeah. Right. In the snow. And so these ones, uh, they're not in original boxes. And I told rockers like, Hey, if, when the unboxing happens, it's not going to be a rockler box because <laughs> they threw the boxes out because they knew the shipping labels were there and they didn't want to be caught again. So whatever, but I got them. And for the most part, everything's in good condition. Everything is there. And uh, the extension for the lathe is rusted because they left it out. So I'll have to Ooh. sand that and buff it. Uh, no big deal. It's just the track. So, um, But I was so happy to be done with them. And then I immediately emailed the lady at Rockler, please up- update my address to this because I don't want to ever have to see this crumpy old man again. Um, I was just so... I was so confused. It just didn't make sense why they were mad at me. Um, I didn't. I didn't steal. But like I said, it's done. Uh, it was. It's a kind of a laughable situation in hindsight, right? Um, but like I said, it's done. It's gone, Jack. Glad that's over with, though. And I'm excited to start turning. So I got. I'm gonna do a pizza cutter first. Um, Zach is gonna send me some. Zach House Double K Products is gonna send me a nice little piece of burl. And uh, I probably have some good stuff you could use too. Well, I mean, I'm doing like just a handle. I could probably use a pen blank. Well, like a knife block for it. 
uh, something just to, to put a handle on a cool pizza cutter. But he sent me a couple pictures of what he had, and uh, I'm buying a couple other pieces from him. So Nice, dude. Yeah, it's going to be busy, and I'm going to have fun turning. Hells yeah, brother. Didn't you buy a lathe before? You did. I remember that. Yeah, but that was... That was the old you. I didn't even know what way to... I was using the, the tools upside down. <laughs> yeah, now so you like have the, some experience with Charlie's and stuff. Yeah. So at least... Yeah. At least I have... So yeah, at least I have some experience with it. Uh, so at least I have some experience in, in some general lathe applicability, uh, you know, usage. Um, Jordan from... Uh, knuckle knuckle nobility knuckle nobility i was thinking knuckle ball woodshop that's taylor <laughs> close um, so he had facetimed me you know three years ago when i got that lathe four years ago and uh i just wasn't having it i was just not having that lathe so now uh like you said got some experience got some exposure time to start start turning up a storm so heck yeah dude. for more of that Excited for that. Excited for you. Should be cool. Should be very, very cool. And I think on that note, it's probably time to wrap this thing up. We kind of wanted to keep a nice, short, sweet little recap episode, and then we'll come out swinging for the fences uh, next episode, which will probably be next week if you guys tune in and check that out. Uh, this is episode 47 of the Maker Made, Pro- Maker Made Podcast brought to you by Jobber. Thanks, Jobber. Doggy, I think it's time we peace out of here. Peace, peace.